TechShift is supported by North Park University, offering more than 40 undergraduate programs within an intercultural Christian setting on the north side of Chicago. More at northpark.edu. North Park University, lives of significance and service. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Today in TechShift, the nonprofit Sunlight Foundation has been keeping track of the tweets politicians don't want you to see anymore. The site called PolitWoop saved the tweets deleted by lawmakers. And for the past three years, it tracked thousands of blunders and position changes and helped track how Twitter was being used for political discourse. Last week, Twitter suspended Sunlight's access to the information, effectively shutting it down. The move raises questions about how that social network, how social networks balance privacy with the public's right to know about what their politicians are up to online. Here to tell us more is WBEZ web producer Chris Hagan. Hey, Chris, welcome back to TechShift. Thank you. So how did this, um, how did Pollet Whoops work? Yeah, so the, the Sunlight Foundation used the Twitter API, which is just a programmatic way to access the information on Twitter, uh, to basically archive all of these tweets from political accounts. And when they found that a tweet was deleted, they filtered them out for little things like typos or missing links or something like that, and then added it to this big database of all these deleted tweets from politicians. Uh, and last year alone, the service caught more than 5,000 different t- tweets. And so when, in this case, so when if a politician, what you're basically saying is a politician would tweet something and then delete it, so then you might not be able to see it, but this site was catching it. Exactly. And some of these tweets were up for only a matter of seconds, you know, 15, 30 seconds, but this service was able to catch that. So if someone posted something um, that they didn't want people to see, or if maybe a staffer accidentally posted something that was supposed to go to a a private account, this would catch that. And did it catch things like that? Yeah. And well, and actually, I mean, the things that caught were were kind of interesting. Most of them were pretty mundane. Uh, We were talking before the last tweet that PolitiWhips actually caught was from Tammy Duckworth. And we figured out that it was basically because someone forgot to attach a photo. So a lot of them were little things like that. But there were big things. Uh, Last year, uh, Senator uh, Jim Hoff of um, Oklahoma deleted 300 tweets uh, his staff said that it was because Wow, of, that's a lot of tweets to delete. <laughs> well, they, they said it was because of Senate rules that prevented campaign tweets on a editorial account. Okay. But still, those would have been lost had it not been for this service. Um, and last year, there's, um, if you remember the release of um, Sergeant uh, Bowie Bergdahl from the Taliban, originally a lot of people... Uh, a lot of politicians celebrated that, but when details came out later, they that switched he was their... perhaps that he the deserter and all of that kind exactly. of stuff. Exactly. Okay. A lot of politicians switched their stance and went back and deleted tweets celebrating the original release. Oh boy! So why did Twitter block access? Did someone request that Twitter do this? Well, so this is this issue is both very clear and a little confusing. Um, so what's clear is that this is definitely a violation of Twitter's uh, terms of service. It says you cannot archive deleted tweets. Um, so that's very clear. But what's a little murky is why now? Uh, when the Sunlight Foundation originally released this in 2012, they went to Twitter. They asked them about this, and Twitter said, "Sure, go f- go ahead. We, this is this uh, this violates what we want uh, most users to do, but you're okay." Um, but last week uh, they shut it off. Um, a, a Twitter spokesman uh, told Gawker that they were, um, you know, while they agreed with what Sunlight is doing, um, they're honoring the expectation of user privacy for all accounts as a priority for us, whether the user is anonymous or a member of Congress. And what's the Sunlight Foundation going to do now? What have they said about it? Um, well, so on a post um, on their, their website, uh, Sunlight Foundation President Christopher Gates said uh, they're truly mystified as to what prompted the change of heart. 
Um, so there's nothing that they can really do to restart PolitiWhoops. They have a lot of other projects around um, civic data and open government that they're going to continue working on, but this particular project is kind of done. So Chris, I, when you hear Twitter's justification for it, look, we shouldn't treat politicians differently than we treat everybody else on Twitter. That seems fairly logical, but I wanted to ask why you think this is such an issue for transparency. Yeah, I mean, you brought it up. Twitter is a private company. Um, legally, they can do whatever they want with all this information that we're all giving to them. We've all agreed voluntarily to these, done voluntarily done that. That's well, the great terms of service, exactly. Right? And there's there's a lot of issues around terms of service around the internet, but around social media, we've all agreed to this that when we give up this information, you know, it's we do have access to it, but it really is you know you, because to Twitter. well, you, when you, when twi- be, Twitter being a public company, you mean they don't have to follow the same rules that. Uh, a news organization would have to follow? Or what do you mean by that in terms of... Well, they're, they're a private company, so they can set the rules around how we use their service. I see. Um, but okay. The, but the issue is, is that more and more of our political conversations are happening on sites like Twitter and Facebook. And the question is, is that as citizens, should we have more of a say in how that happens? Or also, just should we know more about how that happens? Right. And when you say private company, you mean they're a private entity, so they can yes. do that. Right. Yeah. Okay. But when we think about this, I wonder if... Maybe in in terms of Twitter versus Facebook, I don't know if we should take some consolation from a new Pew study that actually shows how millennials are looking more to Facebook for news coverage. Or is, does this just make it all very confusing because it, it shows that lots of people are looking to social media for political coverage? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And this report showed that um, 60 percent of millennials get political news from Facebook in any given week. Um, and this it's another thing that shows that a lot of our political conversations are moving online. Um, and in Facebook's case, their algorithm is, you know, it's a a, a secret, um, a company secret. We don't know exactly how it services content for different users. And when it comes to political information, how does Facebook choose what political uh, posts go to different users? And in more than just news, as Twitter has shown, politicians are using these sites to to talk to their constituents directly more and more. And are we comfortable with allowing third-party sites like Twitter and Facebook or Instagram in the case of... Um, of an Aaron Schock. Of Aaron Schock, excuse right. me. Yeah, I mean, are we are we comfortable with them having control over these? And when were these... Um, is Twitter stance, you think, pretty typical of Facebook and Instagram where they try to be technology companies where they say, look, a user is a user. We don't care if it's a politician or not. For the most part, yeah, they they try to be, especially around political speech, they try to be very neutral. Uh, Facebook has had um, some issues with this around things, even like um, uh, photos of, of people breastfeeding, you know, whether that is a political statement, even though it meets their terms of service for um, uh, for, for uh, nudity. For nudity. Right. It's, um, it's an interesting <laughs> conversation. And so I think right now this is still very much um, kind of the Wild West of political speech. There aren't a lot of rules around this. And um, users and companies are feeling out what's the best way to do this. It would be really interesting to see how this evolves. That's WBEZ uh, data reporter, web producer, Chris Hagan. Thanks, Chris. Thank you.